Do you and your spouse not see eye to eye on the way your children should be raised? Is your difference of opinion regarding discipline causing confusion with your children and problems in your marriage? Are you frustrated because it seems that everything you're doing is being undone by your spouse? Then we're so glad you're joining us for today's Q&A episode. I'm your host, Katie Morgan, and welcome to Parenting with Ginger Hubbard. Ginger is the best-selling author of Don't Make Me Count to Three, Wise Words for Moms, and I Can't Believe You Just Said That. She speaks at women's events, parenting conferences, and homeschool conventions across the country. You can check out her parenting resources and find out when she's speaking in or near your area at gingerhubbard.com. If you enjoy this podcast and find it encouraging, would you prayerfully consider partnering with us by making a monthly or even a one-time end-of-year donation? Your support helps to sustain this podcast and keep it on the air. So if you feel led to partner with us, please just go to gingerhubbard.com support to donate any amount. And thank you listeners for your support. This truly enables us to further our mission to help parents reach the hearts of their children for the glory of God. Long before my husband and I had kids of our own, I knew I wanted to be a homeschooling mom. But when my oldest was ready to start kindergarten, I had just had our third child, who we affectionately referred to as the baby monster. Homeschooling didn't seem possible with a kindergartner, a toddler, and a baby monster. I was so thankful that a friend introduced me to BJU Press. Their all-in-one curriculum resources gave me the confidence to homeschool at a time when it didn't seem possible. Their video lessons that, by the way, are engaging and taught by experienced teachers, those videos were a time and a sanity saver for me. Best of all, their K-5 through grade 12 all-in-one curriculum options are rooted in a solid biblical worldview. To learn more about BJU Press, go to bjupresshomeschool.com and see what they have to offer. You'll find their parent-led resources as well as independent learning materials at bjupresshomeschool.com. And tell them the baby monster sent you. Well, hey, Ginger. I'm excited to get started with a question that came in from one of our listeners. Danielle in Kansas writes this. What do you do if only one parent is interested in biblical child training and being consistent with consequences? It feels like what I do is being undone or worked against and can be discouraging. Mm, My heart goes out to you, Danielle. You are in a tough and delicate situation, and I can only imagine how discouraging that must be because there are three problems that tend to develop when mom and dad are not unified in child training. One, it causes division and disharmony in the marriage. Two, it causes confusion and insecurities in the hearts of children. And three, it often leads children to manipulate one parent against the other, which takes the marriage problems to a whole new level. The bottom line is that families are closer and home is more peaceful when mom and dad are on the same page in parenting. Exactly, Ginger. Uh, But since Danielle's question was about what she can do since this unity is not her experience right now, can you encourage her with some things she can do on her part to work toward that? Sure. Danielle, there are three things that I would like to encourage you to do. First and foremost is to pray. And I don't mean just flippant, half-hearted, 
on-the-go prayers, but on your face before the Lord, pleading with Him to work in your husband's heart as well as yours, and to bring clarity and unity to this part of your marriage. Luke chapter 11, verses 9 and 10 say, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, the one who seeks finds, and the one who knocks, the door will be open. Now, Is this passage guaranteeing that your husband will have a change of heart and come around to biblical parenting? No, but the Bible does make two guarantees when you pray, and those guarantees are God will hear your prayers and God will answer your prayers, even if it means comforting your heart and giving you wisdom and peace as you seek to point your children to Jesus regardless of your husband's behavior. So even if your husband does not choose to trust and obey God's instructions for parenting, you can still have peace. It's a peace that passes understanding, and it only comes from Jesus. And Danielle, if you ask him, the scriptures promise that he will give it to you. So be intentional about getting alone with God and earnestly praying over this situation. Jesus set such a great example of what it means to be intentional about time alone with the Father in Mark 135, which says, very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left his house, went off to a solitary place where he prayed. The point of this passage is not so much that it was still dark or that Jesus left the house. Of course, there are seasons when it would not even be possible for us to do either of those things. The point is that Jesus was intentional to carve out time alone to talk to the Father. He made it a priority, so much so that he went to a certain place to do it. Another verse about Jesus' intentionality to pray is found in Luke chapter 11, verse 1, which says, one day Jesus was praying in a certain place. Again, the point is not the place, but the priority of finding somewhere to be alone with God. Since prayer really is the most important thing you can do to change your husband's heart, well, actually, let me, let me say that it's actually God who would be doing the changing. Let me just read just a few more verses that give specific instructions for how we are to pray. Matthew chapter 6, verse 6 says, But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. And Danielle, it's okay if that somewhere is in the bathroom and just for a few minutes. Take that few minutes to pray over this situation with your husband. Also, Galatians 6, 2 talks about how we are to carry each other's burdens. And James 5, 16 talks about how we are to pray for one another. We're told at the end of that verse that the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. So Mm -hmm. I encourage you to ask a trusted friend who you know to be a devoted follower of Jesus to pray with you about this. And keep in mind that can and should be done without disrespecting your husband. Mm, That's a good point. Um, So Ginger, like all of our episodes, we start any parenting or marriage endeavor with prayer. Ginger, what is the second thing Danielle or other parents in her situation can do? The second thing you can do is to go to your husband and talk about your concerns regarding your lack of unity in parenting. Again, not in a disrespectful way and not in an accusatory way, but in a way that shows respect and appreciation for him and his opinions. 
Now, I would not recommend that you do this the second he gets home from work or when he's busy or stressed or when he's exhausted and ready to go to bed. Choose the time, choose the right time, and ask him when would be a good time to talk about the kids and some concerns that you're having. Approach it in a way that doesn't automatically put him on the defensive. Maybe something like, you know, I've been learning some new things and I would really like to get your opinion. You might even suggest a date night so that the conversation can be in a relaxed setting with no distractions. Then once you guys are ready to have that conversation, I have a few tips that might help it go well. First, I encourage you to start the conversation by expressing your appreciation for your husband, by recognizing and thanking him for all that he does for your children. And be specific. Does he work hard to provide for them? Does he spend time playing with them? Is he supportive of their interests by attending their events? Does he read them bedtime stories? Is he funny? Does he make them laugh a lot? What specific ways does he show love for your children? Sincerely thank him for all of those things you see him doing well. Second, be honest. Without blaming him or without implying that you're the better parent, tell him you're concerned about the lack of unity you guys have regarding child training methods and the negative effects it might be having on your kids. Talk about the specific negative effects we mentioned earlier, and we'll have Heather put those in the show notes so you can assess them easily. Third, be humble. Be willing to confess some of your own shortcomings and some of the things that you would like to do better as a mom. You might even ask his opinion on what he likes about the way you parent and what he wishes you would do differently. Then listen respectfully, even if you don't agree, and try not to interrupt while he's talking. That's a real struggle for me that I'm working on. That's why I said it that way. James 1.19 says that we should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. I need to tattoo that verse on my forehead. No joke, don't we all? And, and finally, Danielle, and this might be the hardest part for a lot of us, be willing to compromise and submit to your husband's wishes where you can, especially with issues that really don't matter in the grand scheme of things. This shows your husband that you respect him and his opinions and that you desire to make sacrifices and changes yourself in order to be more unified with him in your marriage. Your willingness to do that will speak volumes to your husband. Now, just to clarify, I'm not talking about compromising God's command for you to bring your children up in the training, instruction, and discipline of the Lord, or your responsibility to point them to Jesus. You are commanded to do those things. So if your husband is telling you to do or to not do something that is contrary to God's commands, you must obey God over your husband because God is your final authority. But being willing to compromise on some of the issues that are not biblical absolutes for the sake of honoring and respecting your husband could wind up being the very act of love God uses to win him over. First Peter chapter 3, verse 1 talks about this winning behavior of wives. That verse says, Wives, in the same way, submit yourselves to your own husband, so that if any of them do not believe the word, they may be won over without words by the behavior of their wives. I love that verse, and God absolutely used those words to encourage me during some of my hardest marital trials. Mm -hmm. uh, but speaking of marital trials, I'd like to take a related detour before we come back to Danielle's question. Danielle, I know that parenting our children for God's glory is often first and foremost on our minds. 
And it's the reason that Ginger and I are able to have a podcast like this and have so many people who want to listen to it because parenting is incredibly important to all of us. But I want to encourage you and all of our listeners, before you seek to change your husband's mind on this issue, to take an inventory of your marriage. So asking yourself questions like this, am I harboring any resentment toward my spouse that might lead to bitterness? Are there wounds that need healing, forgiveness that should be sought, or forgiveness that should be extended? Do I pray for my spouse regularly, not just in an effort to change him or her, but to thank God for the gift of my partner and companion? Do I make time to ask my spouse about what is happening in their world without judgment or advice or trying to fix anything, but simply to let them be heard? How do I handle frustration toward my spouse? Do I get loud and aggressive? Do I seethe in quiet anger or do I seek restoration as quickly as possible? Do I celebrate who my spouse is or do I put more emphasis on who or what they are not? And finally, I uh, I hesitate (laughs) to read this one, but I'm going to do it anyway. (laughs) Do I initiate intimacy with my spouse? I'll speak really generally here, but wives, do you initiate regular physical intimacy with your spouse? And husbands, do you find non-physical ways to build intimacy with your wives? I'm sure there are plenty of other questions we can ask ourselves to assess the health of our marriages. But my point is that we likely won't have unity in our parenting if there is disunity in other areas of our marriage. And it will not benefit our children much if we pour all of our time and effort into our parenting, but little or none into our marriages. Mm, that is so good. And Katie, I don't want to get, up, get us off track here because what you're saying is so good. Great questions for us to ask ourselves. So convicting. But it reminded me that we're hoping to do an episode on creating intimacy in your marriage oh, and maybe right. even one on fun ideas for nurturing your marriage. So listeners, we would love to hear from you if you have any ideas at all for ways we can nurture our relationships and intimacy with our spouse. Personally, I would love to hear some different ideas for fun date nights with our spouse. Um, So if you guys have any ideas at all, please go ahead sooner rather than later, email them directly to heather at gingerhubbard.com and Heather will make sure that Katie and I get those. And we are really hoping to record those episodes soon. So if you have any ideas, please again, send them sooner rather than later before the end of the year would be great if at all possible. Mm-hmm. Again, you can send those to heather at gingerhubbard.com and we'll have the one and only fantastical Heather put a link <laughs> to that email in the show notes in case you don't have time to write it down or you forget. All right, Katie, so you were saying how our marriages affect our parenting. Right. I just think it's important to remember that our children aren't just shaped by the ways we instruct and discipline them. They're shaped by what they observe and experience in our homes, for better or worse. And I understand it's frustrating to feel like you're being undermined by your spouse, but what what do your children see you do as a result of that frustration? Mm, that's right, Katie. We can't control the choices and behaviors of our spouse but we can control the way we respond. And our children need to see us responding with wisdom and grace because that exemplifies the power of Christ in our lives. But Danielle, if you're able to take stock of your marriage and find that things are flourishing there and that this really is uh, the only issue between you both, then I'd say absolutely continue to seek to win your husband over to what God's word has to say about parenting. Exactly. And in that case... 
you know, it might be helpful to ask your husband if he would be willing to listen to teachings, information you have found on biblical parenting. Talk about how you found Ginger's insights helpful, but that you'd also like his opinion regarding Ginger's teaching and ideas. And so Ginger has a short three-session audio series called Reaching the Heart of Your Child, which is based on the content of her book, Don't Make Me Count to Three. That's my favorite resource of Ginger's. It absolutely revolutionized my parenting. So that's a great place to start. And uh, both of these resources break down biblical discipline into three parts. Part one is how to reach the heart of your child. So that's the importance of reaching past outward behavior, getting to the heart of the issues with which your kids are struggling. Part two is how to give a biblical reproof. That's talking with your children in ways that will encourage them to listen and rightly respond. And part three is the biblical use of the rod. That's where Ginger really gets down to the actual act of discipline and offers guidance for administering it in accordance with God's instructions as laid out for parents in Scripture. Again, all of this information is in Ginger's audio series called Reaching the Heart of Your Child, which is available in CD format or as a digital download, which is great if you don't prefer to read or don't have time to read, and you can listen while you're on the go. The digital download is also the best option. We've had many international listeners write in and say, I'd love to get your materials, but you know it costs mm-hmm. $6,000 to get it over here to <laughs> Germany or wherever you are. So this is a really good option for our international listeners. There are no shipping costs involved. So if you are a reader, though, I highly recommend you get the book, Don't Make Me Count to Three. It's based on the same content as the audio series. And there's also a six-week study guide available if you and or your husband might like to go deeper into God's word on the topic of biblical discipline. So stay tuned until the end of this episode, and we will tell you how you can get a discount on both of these resources. Well, Katie, you just stole my thunder for the third thing I was going to recommend, (laughs) which is either the audio series or the book. But you did such a great job talking about them, so I didn't want to interrupt. (laughs) I actually recorded the audio series, Reaching the Heart of Your Child, with dads in mind. I speak at lots of parenting events at churches, which are my favorite events because moms and dads are together to hear the same teaching. Mm. But I also speak at a lot of moms' events, and it never fails. I always without exception, have at least one mom come to me and say, I so wish my husband could have been here today and heard this teaching because we are not on the same page in our parenting. And it's just causing so many problems. And I used to recommend the book when moms would say that to me. But I found that a lot of dads aren't very fond of reading. I mean, I'm sure a lot of them are, but I'm hearing from more and more moms and dads that uh, that they don't like reading as much um, or that they're just too busy to read. So mm-hmm. the audio series is something they can listen to while driving back and forth to work or doing yard work or while exercising or whatever. I found that most dads who attend my parenting events, when they come to the resource table, they usually wind up going for the audio series over the book because, as we mentioned, they're busy and it saves them time. If your husband is willing to listen, I do encourage you to tell him up front that you realize he may not agree with everything I say, and that is totally Okay. Remember, you're asking him to listen so that you can get his opinion. Then come together as a couple, if you're listening separately, and talk about, or if you're listening together, talk about the things your husband agreed with and the things that he didn't agree with, and come up with a plan that you both feel good about, even if you have to compromise on some of the parenting methods that you think are best. It's more important that one parent tighten up and the other loosen up so that there is unity in your marriage and consistency in the way you parent. Mm -hmm. Because when parents are unified, 
It brings a sense of comfort, security, and peace to the child. Not to mention, it's going to be better for your marriage. You know, why do people say, not to mention, if they're going to mention it anyway? <laughs> it's never made sense to me, so I don't, I don't know why I still do it. I think it's better than what I catch myself saying a lot is, to be honest with you, as though I need to remind people that I'm not lying to lying them. To I hate it that I say that. That's a habit I need to break. Okay, Ginger, what if the husband is not willing to compromise? What if he refuses to even listen, much less consider making any changes? What if he doesn't see the necessity or importance of being unified in parenting? If that's the case, then I encourage you to start praying two things. First, pray that your husband's heart would soften and become receptive to God if he's not a believer. And if he is a believer, pray that God would convict him and open his eyes to what the Bible says regarding his perfect plan for how parents are to bring their children up and the discipline and instruction of the Lord. And second, pray that God would give you patience, guidance, wisdom, and peace if your husband's heart and attitude remain unchanged and those things don't happen. Mm. But never give up hope and never stop praying because as you continue to pray and put your hope in Christ, God will continue to work on your heart regardless of the choices of your husband. Now is the part of our show where we share a funny kid quip from one of our listeners. Today's kid quip is courtesy of Amanda in South Carolina, and here's what she says. Disclaimer. I love how she starts it with a disclaimer. (laughs) I had read exactly zero parenting books when this happened many years ago. (laughs) I love that. No judgment here, Amanda. Here's what she said. When my oldest was three, I was trying to teach him to clean his room, but my normally very compliant child was dragging his feet in a very big way. In frustration, I finally said, if you don't hurry up and clean your room, you're going to get in big trouble. At which he looked up at me with wide, innocent eyes and said, but I can't, Mommy. My hurry is broken. <laughs> and she said, I have never exhibited so much self-control as I did in that moment, but I managed to keep a straight face. Ginger, I think I just found out what's wrong with me. My hurry is also broken. Your, your hurry's broken. <laughs> I love that. That is so funny. Thank you for sharing, Amanda. If you have a kid quip for our show, we would love to hear from you. It can be any funny thing your child or grandchild has said, or it can even be something funny you said as a child. Just go to gingerhubbard.com slash kidquips, that's Q-U-I-P-S, to submit those. Ginger, I feel for those parents who not only have the challenge of trying to parent in a biblical way, but then they have the added stress of feeling like they're doing so alone or worse with a spouse who's actively working against them. So as we wrap up this episode, can you please leave those parents with a final word of encouragement? Sure. If you or your spouse are not unified in parenting, I encourage you to pray without ceasing and know that God is hearing your prayers and working in ways you cannot see and may not understand this side of heaven. Mm. Pray that God's patience and mercy will flow through you and that he will bless your efforts to obey his commands to train your children in the ways of the Lord. Thank you so much, Ginger. And thank you listeners for joining us today. If you enjoyed our show and want to hear more, please subscribe to our podcast wherever you're listening. And while you're there, could you leave us a rating or a review? This is a huge help to get the word out about our podcast so that other parents can be encouraged to reach the hearts of their children. 
We invite you to visit gingerhubbard.com where you can find Ginger's wonderful resources that will help you get to the heart of outward behavior and address it from a biblical perspective. So today, as promised, we're offering a 10% discount on her audio series called Reaching the Heart of Your Child. This is available in CD format or as a digital download. And we're offering her best-selling parenting book, Don't Make Me Count to Three, and the six-week study guide. So just go to gingerhubbard.com and enter the code parenting at checkout to receive that 10% discount. Do you have ideas for ways to help nurture and create intimacy in your marriage? Well, we would love to hear your ideas for a future episode we're working on. Please email your ideas to heather at gingerhubbard.com. And listeners, it would be so helpful if you could get those in before the new year. We really look forward to hearing from you and sharing your ideas with other listeners on the podcast. If you'd like daily encouragement and parenting advice from Ginger, be sure to follow her on Instagram at ginger.hubbard. And you can connect with me on Instagram at Katie in a corner. That's K-A-T-Y in a corner. Thank you so much for joining us today, listeners. We look forward to being with you again next week. Until then, may God bless you as you seek to reach the hearts of your children for the glory of God. 